Well, it's Sunday morning, and it's uh, New Year's tomorrow. And uh, where the heck is our country going, our city going, and who the heck knows? Uh, with us today is Governor David Patterson, and uh, he's one smart guy. He's a good friend. Uh, Happy New Year, uh, Governor. Happy New Year to you, John, and to your wider, increasing WABC audience. And I thought in these last few hours of 2023, we would think about two presidential candidates that had very interesting weeks, both of them in the Republican Party, one by the name of Donald Trump and the other by the name of Nikki Haley. Let's start with uh, President Trump. I voted against President Trump in, uh, when he was candidate Trump in 2016. I voted. Uh, uh, I didn't vote for him when he was President Trump running against Biden in 2000. And I don't plan on voting for him if he's president, if he's former President Trump running against Biden in 2024. But the only way I can exercise that right is if he's on the ballot. And I really do not understand why the Colorado Supreme Court made the decision that it made trying to associate him as an officer under the 14th Amendment, which was really written for Confederates who were still trying to stay in government after the South lost the war. And I just think that the First Amendment right of a political party to choose their candidate supersedes that of whatever the Colorado court feels. And furthermore, I think that it is going to just create more problems if we just don't let the candidates get on the ballot the way they usually do with petitions and uh, run for office. Well, so, the best, uh, the best I, election, you're right, the best election is an election, the, the, the best poll is an election. Absolutely. So, uh, well, Gavin Newsom uh, in California has said that just about. Uh, what did he say l- last week? I think he said that uh, uh, let them both run, let the people decide. It, not only that, but some of the people who voted for the president's impeachment have uh, uh, supported him in this particular situation. Now, uh, Nikki Haley had a town meeting in New Hampshire, and someone got up and asked her um, what started the Civil War. And uh, her people thought it was a planted question, and maybe it was, but this is, uh, you're running for president, you have to be ready for plants, surprises, and anything else that comes along. And she said that it uh, was to determine how governments would assess people's freedom, which was kind of a one of those statements that it doesn't it's not good it's not bad it doesn't really mean anything but uh, then the questioner said i was surprised in 2023 that you wouldn't mention slavery and uh, she kind of said well what do you want me to say about slavery she came back the next day on thursday and was on a radio show in the morning and spoke in front of a caucus in new hampshire and was probably still trying to explain why she didn't include slavery. But the interesting aspect of this is that we as a country are still struggling with this issue. In the state of Texas, there are 27 counties in that state who in their um, uh, history books for children said that some people from Africa were invited to come over and work on the farms. Now, that is not a good definition of slavery. In addition, in the state of uh, Louisiana, they actually do describe in their uh, history books for children 
um, the Civil War as being a, a battle for states' rights. I think we'd all do a lot better and could get past uh, the issues that occurred as our country was figuring it out and eventually having a war that worked it out, is just to recognize it was a terrible malady. It was a horrible treatment of people for 244 years and then another 92 years of segregation. But we can move past it if we just recognize that it really occurred. You recognize it and say, you know, it's something our forefathers did. It was wrong. And we went and we moved forward. I mean, exactly. And I don't understand on these reparations that there is some of the states were thinking of giving. I mean, this is pure nonsense. How do you prove anybody was damaged like that from 100 years ago, 150 years ago? Well, there's a statute of limitations, uh, you know, that at a certain point it's very hard to assess. And I think we um, have fought for programs that would give opportunities to people from disadvantaged uh, neighborhoods where they couldn't get uh, the type of education they would have deserved and that sort of thing. But uh, the the kind of pretense that – that it all wasn't as bad as it really was is not helpful here. Understood. Um, Tomorrow is New Year's. Tonight is the New Year's Eve. What else? What do you think? Well, I just hope, uh, particularly on 42nd Street, that there is a safe uh, New Year uh, celebration. There are all kinds of reports circulating that – uh, people who are supporting the Palestinians, or at least that's what they say they're supporting, are going to be there to try to disrupt it. And one thing about protests, certainly should be allowed, but the idea that you take a protest and put it in the middle of an annual celebration that has nothing to do with what happened on uh, October 7th in, in uh, Palestine and in Israel is, is just outrageous. And I think more and more People are getting tired of these explanations about the Palestinians coming from people who haven't said the first word about the 1,200 Jewish people who were killed in Israel on October 7th. No, we, we all agree on that. And, uh, and what I've been saying to people, and I really deeply feel like that, is the Osama bin Laden of 2023, uh, which is the four mullahs, in um, uh, in Iran, and they are the ones that supplied the money to Hamas uh, to become terrorists. And um, they're the ones that pressed the button. They're the ones that, that, that created the problem for all the people, in, uh, the Palestinians, the, the Jews, the Israelis, and the uh, Persians, which I consider the Persians the civilized Iranians. Right. Wednesday and Thursday, there's more information that another terrorist group, Hezbollah, is hiring, uh, firing weapons at the northern part of Israel, who has warned them that if they continue to do it, that they are going to basically try to, you know, totally destroy them, which would be the natural response. I would love to have seen what would have happened uh, after... um, December 7th, 1941, the attack at Hiroshima, if countries had written to President Roosevelt and said, please re- use restraint and don't uh, 
you know, don't, maybe you can hit back, but don't hit back that hard. And oh this is God. the first time I was a history major at, at Columbia University, John. And it's the first time I've ever heard of a historic attack where the victim was held to a higher standard than the perpetrator. Well, I'll give you another one, uh, Governor, is that uh, uh, the United States uh, uh, leadership, uh, you know, President Biden being the CEO, uh, said to the Ukraine, uh, you can fight your war all you want and we'll help you in the Ukraine, but you can't cross over to, uh, to the, uh, to the uh, Russian border. And, and they're now losing the war. The president, they just sent uh, $250 million to help the Ukrainians rearm themselves. But the government could be shut down in the next few weeks, and they are going to need more supplies. And I think Democrats and Republicans need to put the Ukraine issue aside and negotiate the budget without it knowing that we have to continue to be supportive of them. If they don't do it, then they're going to be responsible for what happens after the Russia takes over the Ukraine, like they did in Crimea in 2014, and like they've done in other places. They don't stop. They go to the next destination, which could be Poland. Governor, that's next week's problem. Happy New Year. Okay. Have a healthy New Year. And uh, uh, I don't drink, so I don't have to worry about drinking too much tonight. Okay, John. Uh, don't. Uh, I hope you don't mind if I have one for you. Have one for me. Governor, <laughs> happy, yeah, New happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.